I'm your host, Fitzid, and welcome back to Dirty CEO, where we go balls deep into the reality of what people are really thinking. Now let's get into it. Before we jump into this super exciting new podcast, I just wanted to let you know that I am so thankful for all your love and support. I also, a lot of people always ask, they're like, do you have a clip store? And I actually do. It's it's on manyvids.com. So you can type in fitsid.com manyvids.com. It'll also be linked down below. You can see all the videos I've made. There's like previews there and stuff. So if you're curious, I actually don't have every single video on there, but I have a lot of them. So I will have that link down below. But once again, it is fitsid.manyvids.com. All right. So today we are here with Sabrina May. How are you? I am doing well. So today we're going to be talking about a few things. How do we view sex? What are you looking for in a relationship, in a partner? Things about dating, what it's like, and kinks. Those are like the main things we're going to be talking about. But um, tell them a little bit about yourself before we start. Um, I am Sabrina May. I've been doing this for like And what's years. this? Oh, this whole OnlyFans porn thing. Yeah. So she and I have been friends for about four years as well. And uh, she's been in the industry for four. And she has a lot of like crazy situations she's been in, but also like she's one of the smartest people I know. So you're so sweet. I'm serious. You are. Like, I love talking about things with you. I love being able to like actually have like deep, interesting conversations, not service level. So today we're going to talk about dating. We're going to talk about things that like, I feel like a lot of people stray away from because they're too scared to, like, open up and be, like, real, you know? Right. Um, First question that I have, and I'm going to answer it too, how do we view sex? Like, how do you view sex? As a porn star, how do you view sex? Yeah, so I feel like I get asked this a lot in my personal life. Yeah. It's, like, the men that are in my personal life. And what do you define personal life as? Like, what is your personal life? Is that, like— People that you're dating? Is this like yeah. anyone in your personal life? Anyone who's like in that not work area or? Oh. You know? Yeah. Okay. So everyone in my personal life is mm-hmm. at, I mean, I guess not everyone, but quite a, there's quite a few people in my personal life who are interested in how I separate work and my personal life. Regarding sex. Um, So how do you? How do you view it in your work life versus personal? So work is work. It's Mm -hmm. it's not emotional for me. It's not something where I'm building a ongoing relationship Mm -hmm. emotional-wise. You're not good morning texting? No. Like I don't even give out my personal phone number. Mm -hmm. It's strictly... We get the work done. We can have some casual conversation. We can be friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not even necessarily friends with any of the men mm-hmm. that I have shot with. I definitely can acknowledge that they're good men. Um, I don't have anything against them. Mm-hmm. But I'm just not looking to have that personal relationship with someone that I work with in yeah. that way. It's like an office job. You might go out for drinks after, right. but that's it. Um then how do you how do you deal with your personal life? How do you handle 
There's the emotion separation. there. Yeah, so what do you there, do? You're building... What do you do? I don't... I, it's like, just different in my head. Yeah, so like, you, like, allow emotion and stuff, right? Yeah, it's like I'm not just there going through the motions and having a good time. I'm genuinely, like, connecting with someone and wanting to figure out what it is that exactly drives them crazy. It's like, okay, so for work, it's more like I'm going with a theme for mm-hmm. the scene. And you're like, told, like I have an idea of position. Yeah. And then like in my personal life, it's I want to know how to please that person. Mm-hmm. I want to know how we work together mm-hmm. really well. Yeah, and how you like build a connection. Exactly. I think the other thing too about work, at least this is just how I view it, is like when I'm filming for my sites and stuff and I'm filming I can have fun doing it because you're not supposed to hate your job, right? No. But then there's that fine line of I actually don't usually look people in the eyes because that's how I fall in love. (laughs) So I don't know if you noticed this, but when we shot, I avoided eye contact because I knew the moment I looked in your eyes, whoo, baby, peace out, Sydney. You avoid eye contact (laughs) even when we aren't filming. Yeah, because I know that I'll fall deep, deep down in love and that for me is like so hard and so scary because that's like where you might have chemistry with someone on camera, but like that's where I separate it, you know? Right. I think for me too, going over and doing paperwork and all those professional things helps separate it as well because when you're going over the positions, what you're going to film, what you're going to do, you can right. still have fun and like enjoy it. Like, do you come on camera? Yeah. Yeah. So even when you're coming on camera, you can enjoy it, mm-hmm. you can love it, but at the same time, you're not doing things that you might do in your personal life, like snuggle after. The aftercare is insane, you know? I'm a big, like, I want that person to sleep over. I want them to snuggle me. I want to take a shower and wash their body. I love that physical touch, that closeness with that person. I also want to know, like, what they really like and try it. Like you said, Mm -hmm. um, for me, I'm the type of person that's, like, I'm pretty, like, best way to put it, like, in my personal life, there's things that I have tried that I wouldn't try on camera. But there's things that I've tried on camera because that person is a professional in that area. And in my personal life, there's things that, like, I've tried with people that I've dated. And, like, my first boyfriend I ever had, we fucked on his parents' couch. And we got caught. That was when I knew that I liked that and I liked, like, doing, like, the caught scenarios for work. But that doesn't mean that, like, I get off to it in my Mm -hmm. videos because they're, like, staged versus my personal life. I'm like, yeah, you want to get caught with me? Like, (laughs) and then you have those things that you try because someone else brings it up to you. Like, I know you're kinky as fuck. And, like, you probably in your personal life meet people who might be, like, open to it, but you're a little more open-minded. Don't shake your head. What does that mean? I run into—I have—and there's nothing wrong with this. I have some amazing, amazing sex with them. Yeah. So many vanillas in my life. Just so many— But you are kinky, right? Like, there's people—I've seen the bruises on you. Right. And I've had, like, very few people to explore Mm -hmm. with. Um, But don't you think it's kind of, like, built by— I haven't had, like, a lasting relationship with someone. And you have to build something to get there. Yeah. It's usually, like, lasting relationships are, for me, have lasted with people who aren't as adventurous. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I feel like, for me, like, the first guy I ever dated was super super adventurous. When I tell you this, like, this man was 
so much fun. Like, we had sex in the shower all the time. Like, mm-hmm. we were constantly having sex. And, like, I wasn't in porn at the time, so I didn't have to even think right. about the two. And then since I've been in porn, I've been with, like, a lot more vanilla, but also, like, really crazy people. Like, they might not have been, like, a long-lasting relationship. You have some wild-ass stories. Yeah, like, recently I had sex with that one guy, like, for, like, three months straight. And every day in between work, because he's a welder, you know, yeah, those, you told those me about pipe him. welders, uh, he would come between his normal job and his other one, and in between he'd come over and we'd have a quickie <laughs> and we'd go, we'd be nasty together. But I just couldn't see anything like long term with him. Right. Or like not physical because all we were was physical. Right. It's like, it's like either you get the genuine connection or the physical. And I really want both. And I know that can happen for us. It's just like hard because like those people usually don't know how to like tap into like your heart and your soul versus people who like take the time to get to know you. Like, you know? Yeah. But I mean, we. Getting a little deep here. Yeah. We sit here and talk like we are on top of uh, distinguishing between work and personal when it comes to sex and all of that. But really, when it comes down to that, as a human being, physical touch does create a bond. And so in some way, we have just trained ourselves, Mm -hmm. our brains, that when we jump into something with someone and they are adventurous. They are like really into it and like confident about it um, like we are on film. In some way, I feel like even subconsciously, we're associating it with experiences that we've had on camera just because like and you can still enjoy it. It's just yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Passion, pleasure, all of that can still happen without the emotion, the emotional bond. Um, but I also think I I check out a little bit when it's like yeah too sexual because I want someone that like I want to start off like vanilla and virgin. <laughs> yeah, you want to build up to that. Even if they are like super kinky, you kind of want to build up to. That you want to start out with the slow makeout sessions, yeah. and then and and like the go into of- yeah, just go into like just missionary, or and and then just a couple how, others. I don't know. Last time I only did missionary. <laughs> Honestly, that's one of my favorite. It's one of mine too. But most of the time, they're like, "I want your big butt um, in my face." Let's six. I guess that is the benefit of me being with more men that like boobs because they can like watch them. Bro, I, I have big boobs too. Right, but you're with Aspen. Okay, I try to get the boob guys because I want them to look at my face. But here's here's the thing. I think also they want me to do the work. I think a lot. I have had amazing sex with some people. True. Like you know, recently ish. I count like a gap of months. You know. Um, I've had a couple really awesome dudes that I've like been able to be intimate with. And like one of them was a physical and mental connection. We talked for like 14 days before we ever hung out. And when we hung out, no, but like we talked every day for hours. And it was like, I found him so attractive. And then we talked and it was like, he was 10 times more attractive because of the conversation and, like, getting to know him and what he likes about his family and things that, like, 
just I want, you know, that virgin, innocent type of yeah. conversation. He never made it sexual. Like, I literally sleep naked. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, titties be showing I feel halfway. like I remember him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You definitely do. I, he, has, he has a trophy by his name because he was the best that I ever had. <laughs> um, but the thing with him was when we ended up hanging out and, like, going on a date and stuff— um, eventually he came back to my place and it was raining. It was like so romantic. We were in my pool and it just starts raining and we're kissing and it's just like romantic. And then I forgot to close all of my windows. So I flooded my house and he, it was so like funny because we were like running around my house, like putting towels everywhere. And like I fell and then he fell on top of me and like it was so like he caught himself and like we just started making out on the floor And when I tell you, we laughed so hard because I had, like, flooded my house by forgetting that the windows were open. And then, like, we had to clean it all up. And then we fell. It was, like, so real because we had gotten to know each other that it was, like, more intimate and, like, enjoyable because we could laugh about, like, my mistake. And then after that, we had, like, the most amazing, passionate sex. I came probably, like, three or four times and, like, didn't need lube. Very, like— Mm-hmm. Just like the connection and the like right. the mental stimulation that I got from the conversations with him led yeah. up to the be- it was like the best floor play you could ever have. But that's like few and far between. And then you get other guys that like you meet and like you're sexually attracted to instantly, and it ruins the vibe. Yeah. Why? Why are you getting quiet? No, I'm just thinking, like, relating. Yeah. You're talking yeah. to men in my life. But, yeah. But you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's one of those things, too, that I think a lot of people just think that we're sexual robots when, like, right. there's so much more that you want. And as I'm talking, just a little reminder, you can always go to OnlyFans.com slash FitSid for my VIP OnlyFans. Has all of my scenes unlocked right on the feed, my pictures, everything. I reply to direct messages there every single day. Um, and then I also have a free OnlyFans page, which is OnlyFans.com slash XXXFitSid. So if you're interested in seeing my OnlyFans content, you can go there. If you'd like to see my other stuff, you can go to FitSid.com. You can find my socials. And um, yeah, thank you so much for the support. I always appreciate it. Okay, so kind of like segueing a little bit, but what, besides, you know, what, how we view sex, when it comes to dating, what are you looking for? I feel like some of the biggest things I'm looking for are um, definitely communication Mm -hmm. and like accepting of communication as well. Mm -hmm. Honesty, um, being trusting and trustworthy. Yeah. Uh, What's it called? Make me feel secure. Make me feel like I am the only one you're talking to. Like I am important to you. I really shouldn't be talking to the man that I'm talking to currently. Mm -hmm. But like don't do what he does. Uh, Don't openly text in front of me like all of your friends and family. And then like. What did he do that you just told me about? 
What did he tell his his dad? I'll get into that. Okay. And then specifically hide your phone just to reply to specific people. Oh, yeah. Like he didn't receive a message or anything. It's like he just remembered he needed to say goodnight to someone and I'm literally staying the night with him and he'll Uh, go grab his phone. No. Yeah. That would would drive me crazy. Right. I've already accepted nothing's going to happen with this man. Like relationship wise, but he seemed like I remember when you started talking about him. He seemed like such a good fit, and he's open minded and encouraging. Yeah, (laughs) but then he does that, and you're just like, make me feel important, right? And um, he still like actively talks to and hangs out with his ex, which is such um, a red flag, and like lies to me about it. Mm -hmm. Um, That's because he knows he's in the wrong, though, right? Like, if he if he didn't have any shame, he would tell you. Right. Well, like, okay, so I guess life is hard, and she has a hard one, and he wants to be there for her. And I fully support being there for someone who is not doing well mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a difference between, like, being there for someone who's not doing well mentally mm-hmm. and being fucking best friends with them on Snapchat. Yeah, when you're dating someone else. And, like, I'm saying dating because dating can be casual, too. Yeah, we were actively dating, seeing each other, and having you guys, sex for, yeah. like, five months, four yeah. months now. Yeah. And here's the other thing. Like, I personally am not saying that, like, when I say this, don't take any offense. But, like, I wouldn't put up with that because, like, it would eat me up inside and make me go crazy within, like, probably two weeks. Like, I can't. I'm not the type of person that can cope with that. So I give you kudos for being able to like not go ape because like I don't think I could I don't think I could handle it. Like I like honesty. The whole thing with that one guy, the story that I was telling you earlier, the welder. Mm-hmm. Like I told him, I feel like you're just a hookup, bro. Like right. I had feelings for you and then you put yourself in that category. But most people would never say that. They just kind of like Right, and that's what kind of this man has done and I haven't like openly told him Mm -hmm. that but I have like but it's hard because like once you say that it ends right like I said that to the welder and he's gone (laughs) well I feel like if I said that to him it wouldn't be maybe not then I don't know he really likes me yeah Um, I feel like it's a weird it's it is weird I have openly told him everything that bugs me Mm -hmm. and he still actively does them so so you want someone that makes oh, you Oh, feel- you wanted me to talk about what I overheard. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, I was working on my laptop in his bedroom. That was just like down the hallway from the kitchen mm-hmm. as he was on speakerphone with his father. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, this is his dad, you guys. Yeah, who he lives with, like, which is not a problem at all. But like, I stay the night there with him. Which means his dad sees her there all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to dinner with both of them. I've been to movies with them. Like, yeah. I have spent quality time. He knows with your him name, and his right? Father. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. He so recognizes he knows me. who you are. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh First, he talked about hanging out with his ex. Um, I didn't get the entire conversation there, though, so I'm I can't like hold that too much mm-hmm. against him. And then I was paying attention, though, when he tried to whisper to his father, who, one, has hearing aids. So uh, he can't hear that well. Yeah. Tried to whisper to his father, there's going to be a couple of cute girls on the trip. Because he's currently, like... On a trip. On a trip. In so. his favorite rocket ship. Yeah. Um, There's going to be a couple of cute girls on the trip. And I was literally there. Like, in the house, no other noise going on. 
I just don't know what his thought process was. Right. Like how him, like why are you thinking about that when there's a girl in your house that's very attractive, very interested, and and you he was I know literally you, making me breakfast. Yeah, that's such a turnoff. Like what the fuck? I I wasn't hungry afterwards. I wouldn't be either. I got sick to my stomach. I was like, I have given so much time, emotion, and effort to this man, and I he's just continuously shown me that he's not the one, and like he's shown me that if he would. If he wanted to, he would. And, and he's clearly any not. guy, any girl, right. for that matter, any non-binary anyone. person, they, them's, whatever, anyone. If you want it, you're going to, to make do the it. effort, and you're going to make someone feel special. And I right. think that's like something that's important to me too. Anytime I'm interested in someone, like there are a couple people even on OnlyFans that I have really deep, amazing conversations with, and I know that you do too. Like, yeah. Those people you remember, you notice, you look forward to talking to because they make you feel cared for, wanted, and then you get to know them. You can't get to know someone when they're actively, in my opinion, getting to know other people. Exactly. Like, I feel like this is maybe just me, but when I'm filming with people, it's different than trying to date. Like, when I'm, when, like, when I'm dating someone, what I'm looking for is someone that I can be comfortable with, someone who's funny. I want a man who makes me laugh. And it could be a woman. You know what I mean? Like, I'm good. I'm going to be really honest with you guys. Like, I had a huge crush on her for such a long time. And as long as someone is intelligent, makes me laugh, um, is funny in general, and, like, also someone that's kind. I also love physical touch. I love being touched and massaged and stuff. So that's like a huge thing for me if I enjoy being around someone and then they like also like rub my shoulders or play with my hair. Like that to me is very attractive. Um, But like other qualities that I like in someone, that would be like – I'm trying to think like – I definitely want someone who has like their own life. Yeah, like good communication and their own life, their own goals. I think mm-hmm. for me, my biggest struggle um, in my last relationship was like he he was such a kind, giving person, but right. he didn't give to himself and mm-hmm. he didn't have things that he was doing actively for himself. Like it was so hard because like I wanted to see him make himself happy, but he wasn't. Right. And I and I really think that's important. And I feel like people lose themselves in relationships yeah. all of the time. Um, and I think that, like, you want someone that's independent as well. Yeah. I think also, like, for me, loyal is a really big thing. And when I say loyal, like, I honestly, I don't know about you, but if a man made me feel secure, or a woman, I keep saying man, but we're using man as, like, Human. Human, you know? But if if someone made me feel secure, I wouldn't even mind sharing them. Like, to be honest, I maybe couldn't have a threesome, but they could go and sleep with other people. Because to me, like, if we had gotten to that point, like, that wouldn't bother me as long as their loyalty lied with me and that they were being honest about it. And, like, I'm not saying I personally, like, maybe I'm seeking out a relationship like that, but... Right. I I feel like loyalty is different than like like sleeping around. You know what I mean? Like I could be yeah. with someone that sleeps with other people if 
they made me feel like I was the only person in the room in a bar. And they introduced me to everyone. Yeah, it would have to be very specific circumstances. Like they would have to fit. But I I don't think I would date anyone that didn't fit it. To be honest, I don't think if I dated someone that didn't make me feel secure. You have. Who? Who would I not share? First boyfriend or second or third? The third. I don't think I don't think you would share any of them in all honesty. The third I would have. I told him I'd buy him a, a escort. I the way I perceived what you were talking about is like letting them go off and like I would let fuck him normal swinger. people. Yeah, I would. You would have let him be a swinger. Yeah. I would have I think I think here's the thing though. I think that like after that relationship, I See, my problem with that isn't necessarily with my partner because if I am with someone who I am that secure mm-hmm. with and they're that secure with me and mm-hmm. we have great communication. Mm-hmm. Best case scenario. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the other people that well. Like, well, my, I, I, I know trust. I have a rule. My rule would be that they all have to be tested and still use a condom. Yeah, but still, it's like... You're letting them into that personal part of your life. Okay. So. But I feel like it's also because you're not as sexually active on camera as me. Yeah. Like, I actively probably, like, when I'm shooting uh, in a three, I'll probably sleep with 15 people in a three-day span. And I feel like that's why in my last relationship, when it ended— um, before it ended, I had, we had already talked about us being open, and he didn't want it. I was fine with it because I knew the sacrifices he was making for me that, like, didn't, you know, I, I, it's not about fairness. It was just about, like, comfort. So I feel like if he was actively, like, sleeping with people that were swingers and lifestylers that did get tested, I wouldn't be bothered. It would just have to be, like, a very, like, blunt, hey, I need to see your te- your, like, test. Right. But that also, like, has to be built. We were together for a while, not, like, one month in talking about it, you know? Yeah. And I think that's a big difference. The other thing, too, is, like, now that I'm single, dating's hard. Dating is, like, I've become pickier. Yeah. It just sucks. I've become pickier, too, because I want a genuine connection, and I don't want to talk about sex in the beginning. So, like— I've learned that I— well, and it's hard, though, because, like, I feel like I know what I am attracted to. I, like, really am attracted to those golden retriever men. You yeah. know, the one—you you know, like, the people that I talk to currently are very, like, happy-go-lucky. Yeah. And definitely still have, like, a sex drive and everything. Like, that doesn't—that's not a struggle. At the same time— there's so many people I have conversations with that I just don't even, like, get to the let's Snapchat phase because, or, like, let's text because it just isn't it. Like, the connection isn't there. And see, like. Or you don't even reply to them half the time, right? Because, because honestly, if they spark, spark your interest, they're going to spark your interest instantly. It's that. And I'm sometimes, I would consider myself just a little too nice I mean, I guess there's nothing wrong with having more Snapchat friends. No, I think Um, there is something wrong with that. I feel like quality over quantity. I kind of do too. Like I have my nephews on there. Like I post about my family. Mm -hmm. Um, My point is 
Fuck, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> Dating. You need to be pickier. Snapchat. I also oh. think accepting the mindset. It's like, I don't reply to people initially because if I even build the slightest bit of connection, like... You fall. I fall, for one, but also I just feel bad cutting off communication. Like, if any man comes at me, any person comes mm-hmm. at me with, they're lonely, they don't have people to talk to, don't, don't or anything it, oh, like the that. the guilt trip, the guilt trip. Yeah. See, I've gotten better about that, but I feel like I'm also the type of person that, like, I tell people, hey, I really don't see, like, if someone gives me a red flag, like, there was this man that I was talking to, and there was actually this woman I was talking to, and both of them had the same red flag. Oh, my gosh. It was so bad. They were talking badly about their exes. And that was instantly gave me the ick. And I said to them, "Yeah, hey, you seem awesome. You seem great. But every other sentence, and this was for both of them, okay? I was like, every other sentence, you were constantly talking badly about your, your ex. I don't care if you even talk about your ex. But the fact that you're bad-mouthing them when I'm not even, like, trying to give right. you an opportunity to and I'm yeah. talking nicely about my ex, there's no reason for you to bad-mouth yours. I was like, I don't think this will work because the negativity for me is hard and, like, I'm mm-hmm. a very positive person or at least I try to be. Right. And I don't want someone where I know that if they're talking badly about their ex, like <laughs> they would just, be talking badly about exactly. me. Exactly. They're just going to talk badly. But I feel like if I explain it that way, they got, like, a lot less offended. And, like, that helped me feel better about, like, blocking them after. Because at least I gave them an, like, they know why. Yeah. Yeah. You're very sweet for that. But then sometimes I still, like, just slow ghost. Slowly just stop talking because... I personally am finding slow ghosted. There's some people I do that to, and I didn't even do it intentionally. Yeah, because you lose interest. Well, it's not even losing interest necessarily. It's just like realizing how much time I was putting forth, like for the different people, Mm -hmm. even if it was just one person, and it had been over a span of a couple months, or even just like a month, Mm -hmm. and nothing was evolving from that. Yeah, well, that's what the thing though. I'm okay being, like, fully ghosted. I don't even need a slow ghost because if I feel like someone doesn't see something with me, I would appreciate if you did that. You know what I mean? Right. Because, like, if someone doesn't see something with me, I don't want to put my time and energy into it, vice versa. Mm-hmm. Like, if I don't see something in someone, I don't – I would I'm just because I don't get offended. I know other people do, but yeah. I don't see ghosting as a bad thing. I don't either. I feel like then it's just like the rejection's a little bit less. Like maybe yeah. that sounds bad, but like me telling those people about their red flags also like but probably hurt their feelings. Like I can view it from someone who only gets ghosted. Yeah, yeah. And doesn't get that communication mm-hmm. from anyone um, and therefore is left like wondering every single time, well, what did I do? Nothing half the time. And right, that's something I think people don't get. That's what needs to be said. Like, you didn't do anything. Our personalities just don't mesh, in my opinion. They could view it differently, but at least you're giving them that reason. Yeah. 
I just feel like people always try to argue with me and tell me why they fit into my life. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, honey, you don't fit into my life because if you did, I would not be getting a major anxiety attack from this situation. Right. Or like when they make you stay up super late talking to them. Oh, fuck. And like your whole schedule gets out of whack and they can't understand why you need to go to bed and they guilt you. You know I put my phone on do not disturb. Yeah, but like if that happened to you or and, or when it has happened to me, like I want someone that is considerate of my time and not in a cocky way, but right. in a, they care about my sleep. <laughs> like I want someone that will make time for me when I want to be awake and I will make time when they are awake. But um, yeah, and I also think like, Going back to, like, what you look for in a partner. Like, I want someone who's open-minded. And um, I don't know. Who, do you know who Jake Maddox is? He's a relationship it's, coach. Bell. He's a relationship coach on TikTok. He talks about how if the sex is not good within the first couple times. And, he, and he, I'm saying, like, he said if the sex is bad the first time, it's not going to be good ever, like, to the level you want it to be. Right. But, like, even if the first time was, like, good but not, like, stellar, that's okay. But by the third time or, like, a couple, you know, it needs to be good because otherwise it can only go downhill, you know? Yeah. And I really think that that's something that in my next relationship I want to have amazing sex. And I will have amazing sex. Like, I know that, like, whoever I'm going to be with next is going to be amazing. I don't know. Amazing. I definitely don't want to start off with bad sex, but I'm not going to, like— I started off with base, bad sex my last like, time. Yeah, so I definitely feel like um, starting out with bad sex is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, don't want to do that. I don't even want to start out with, like, sex where it's necessarily mediocre. Yeah. I want to start out with good sex. Yeah. But it doesn't need to be— excellent and outstanding and like jaw dropping within the first five times oh, or whatever it, will it be was for me. but like i think i think it's because you didn't have bad sex in your last relationship right like it wasn't horrible you didn't want to kill yourself right because i can tell you right now i did not have much fucky fucky i don't think i've ever had bad sex yeah to wear. i know it died um, i don't care about it right now okay i don't think i've ever had bad sex to wear. But that's what I'm saying. And you know mine was bad. Yeah. And I feel like once I hit that, like, experience. Oh, God. Experience, you want to know what popped up in my what, mind? What? This one time when I was having sex with this man uh-huh. that I had been seeing for a little bit. And it was the first time we were over at his place. And he was the only one home, but he lived with his parents and his brother. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm almost positive mm-hmm. he took me into his parents' room because it was the one that was, like, right off of the living room mm-hmm. and had, like, a full-blown, like, nice bathroom and mm-hmm. walk-in closet and was just cluttered with stuff. Um, he had a skinnier-to-average girth. Mm-hmm. Definitely not what I would refer to as a brick. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I was on top of him, he's like, let me give you this brick. And I <laughs> had never had that said to me. Yeah, that and sounds- um, I paused in the middle of everything and just looked at him like, what? what? Yeah. And I said that. I was like, what did you just say? 
And he awkwardly just like slowly repeats himself. And I was like, oh, and he goes, I, I want to get on top. I was like, okay. And then the rest of the time while I was having sex with him, all I could think about is how he should not be using the term brick for himself. Someone had to have said it to him, though. Or like saw it in porn. Porn, yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually had sex with a porn star one time, and he kept telling me the whole time before. And the videographer was there when it, before it happened, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm not going crazy. He said he had a seven-inch dick probably, like, ten times before we, like, started shooting. It was, like, four or three inches. Fully hard. And I don't care about <laughs> size, but I hate when people, like, hype yeah, don't themselves lie. up. Yeah, because I was, like— I was Size so, truly doesn't matter, no. in my opinion. And he was a great fuck. Like, don't get me wrong. He was right. great. But I was so confused when I saw it. I was like, are you, are you talking Where about Where is he measuring years? from? Because if, like, they measure from oh, different God. Well, areas. Oh, God. Well, if he's measuring from his balls or something, then yeah. Well, because, yeah, if you but measure if he's from— measuring that, you know how many would be, like, 13 inches? Some men fucking do that to make themselves feel good. Yeah, but like in porn, most of them are pretty honest. So it's weird. Like, I, I feel forgot like- it's someone's podcast, and they're good on. They're like famous on TikTok and everything like that. The sound is famous on TikTok. I'm pretty sure I saw like some girl doing it, but um, it's two guys, and they were talking about measuring, and he's like, he admits that he measures from the bottom because the top there's only hurt feelings. Oh, so heck like, no. I never trust when a man, when <clears throat> men in general tell you their size exactly. Because like, where are you measuring from? Because the top is what matters to us, right? Because that's as far as you're going to go inside. Once we hit that base area, mm-hmm. you're not going to go any deeper. So like that, that scoop in the back, that like underneath part that yeah, you're no. measuring doesn't count towards us. No. If you're curious to see. All of the naughty content that I have with Sabrina and May, all you have to do is go to OnlyFans.com slash FitSid. It has everything that I've posted with her, everything I've made with her, and then all of my other videos and pictures from the last four years since I joined OnlyFans. So if you want to see it, you can go there. It's $35 a month, but it has everything. And when I mean everything, there are hundreds of videos, thousands of pictures, and I reply to messages personally myself every single day. And I would love to get to know you better. You just have to let me know you're from the podcast too. Because I'm curious if when you're listening, you'll end up wanting to go over to my naughty site. So <laughs> let me know if you join, babe. But yeah, I think the biggest thing is literally just like when you're dating, like ghosting and being pickier and like good communication is key. And I also want someone that is sexually confident. I think in my next relationship, like, you want to know what I really want in my next relationship if we're being, like, super blunt and honest? Hmm. I want someone that communicates well, that will listen to me and not get offended when I'm telling them how I feel. And I want to be able to do the same to that person. Someone who's loyal. And by loyal, I mean we go out and they're not flirting with other girls. Yes. And also someone that is okay with me getting free drinks to save us money as long as I'm not flirting or anything, like right. if someone's hitting on me, I can convince that person to get my man a free drink too, or my woman. Like I like I want someone that's confident in knowing that I'm there with them. And if someone is trying to hit on me, accept the free drink and move on. Mm-hmm. Like 
save that money, but like I'm not going to feed into it, you know? Right. And then also being loyal in the sense that like I'm not over here on dating apps. I don't want my significant other to be on dating apps, you know? Yeah. Um, someone who's hardworking. I really want someone that, you know, like we talked about before, has their own goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't have to be super successful because I feel like life is not linear. You have ups and downs. Um, supportive. So someone who's going to be supportive of me, my goals, my jobs, my mental health. Yeah. Um, and I want to be the same back. After like a long day, like a back rub and like asking them how their day is going. And I'm not the biggest cook, but I'll do the dishes, you know? Um, someone who's family oriented and understands that family is important. Uh, someone who's sexually confident, like I said before, open-minded, someone who's not going to be judgmental of other people and how they live their lives. Even if I choose not to live my life like them, I want someone who's going to be understanding that like everyone is different and like not be judgmental because that's a huge Mm-hmm. Huge thing for me. Like, my friends are all different. Like, I don't want someone in my life that's going to be, like, right thinking a certain way about them. And then someone who's kind and caring because I want my partner to make me feel cared for. And, right. And, like, they aren't hating their life in the world 24-7, you know? And I feel like being kind and caring, like, kind of puts you in a joyful mood. But, yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking for. Now, last thing, kinks. <laughs> We're going to end it on kinks. Uh, what are your kinks? Just, like, a little brief overview. Uh, I'm a bit of a switch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really into— I. Mm, Public play is something that will drive me crazy, but I am very concerned and like hyper aware of the possibility of um, being exposed to someone who didn't consent to that. And I don't want to do that. Um, So it's more like edging and like teasing in public. yeah, because I know you told me you don't you don't want people to catch you. It's you don't want them to see like without their consent. Yeah, you know? I say catch, you know, in a being way. caught can be hot. Yeah, I don't necessarily care if I get caught. It's what if I'm exposing some twelve year old? Mm-hmm. I would never want to do that. I would never want to. Even some 30-year-old, like, if they're not choosing to see that. Yeah, and some people might like it's, not be in that. Exactly. It's not my place to expose them. Um, Not in a public setting. See, and, like, my biggest kink is public. If I'm in my own backyard and they look over or I'm Yeah, say, that's different, though. Or doing, through a window. Right, uh, Like, right. without it being on purpose. Like, I had sex one time right by the airport. Yeah. Like in a high-rise building. And, like, I didn't think anyone could see me because normally high-rise buildings are very, like, Mm -hmm. tinted and they have the reflection. But apparently it was noticeable because there were people from the airport waving at me while I was getting banged, pressed against the glass. But I, looking at that building, have no idea. And I know they're, like, staring straight at me. 
But um, the sun had to hit. Yeah, her. I don't know what it was, but if when I saw that, I was like, oh my god! And it was the airport, so obviously there's a mm-hmm. lot of people that could see. Yeah. So wasn't um, my. Yeah. I would say another major one of mine is like just I love watching my partner finish. Mm-hmm. Um, watching them be pleased and all that. So you're a giver. Yeah. It's more than that, in my opinion. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, giving. Yes, absolutely. That will drive me crazy, and I love it. But it's like the finishing product. Like, I love just watching the end result of, like, their facial expressions. They're, like, how much resulted from it. Mm Mm-hmm. Or if they're inside me, how it feels. Mm -hmm. Um. That's like one of my biggest turn-ons and I usually come yeah. when they do. See, in mine's whether it's oral like building fixation. up or not. Yeah. Like I come when they're in my mouth. Or their hands yep. in my mouth. Oh my god, there are some blowjobs where I just get done afterwards and it honestly feels like I squirt or like peed or something in between my legs cuz I'm just like dripping. Yeah. What? And it's After. attractive, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I definitely have oral fixation. And the other thing, too, is, like, the whole public sex thing. But it's also, like, I want to be able to see the guy that, like, see that they're into it. See that they're enjoying it. I don't want them to just, like, awkwardly sit there and, like, watch me with no expression. or That's not what turns me on. It's See, like, I like 69. That way they're working on me and I'm working on them. You can't see their face, but, you know. I'm just very particular about yeah, I know. For me, I feel like I don't get to that point of 69, though, because it's so intimate. Yeah. I'm, like, on a similar wavelength as you, but it's a little bit different because, like, I don't really get, like, I feel like you get more personally intimate with people than I do. Like, like yeah, in certain ways. Yeah, you hold back on more of the, like, foreplay intimate things. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll um, let them hit it, but not, <laughs> not like the stuff that matters to me. Like, you don't typically blow the guy beforehand. If I like him, I do. I know. But that's Well, yeah, thing. me too, if I like him too. I, I don't know. I can't remember I feel the like last when you became time. single, though, like, you, you're— I can't remember the last time I let a man go down on me. Oh, 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 we're talking about that. I thought you meant just partners in your personal life. What do you mean? Like, I feel like for me— I'm, like, I'm struggling to want to be, like, that intimate with people. Oh, like, even just Just sex, anything, yeah. And I feel like you are better at that right now, at opening up and being, like, you. Even though I want to, I struggle with that. And, like, so then 69, anyone that I have been really intimate with, I have 69 with because I trust them and I really want it. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But then, like, everyone else, I'm just like, eh. It's okay. We don't. We can just talk and hold hands, like. Yeah. And I feel like it's such a weird thing because uh, I I didn't used to be like. I that. think you're very good at conversation and keeping up conversation. Mm-hmm. And then also you're very good at confrontation. Yeah, um, and like and you're calling not. them out when you are uncomfortable with something mm-hmm. or you hear something that you just like don't totally agree with. 
just like any of that, you're very good at that. I You am take not. time. I think for you though, you take time to process it and be confident right. with what you're saying. Sex is a way for me to Forget put about pauses. It. Yeah. <laughs> pauses in those conversations so that I don't have to deal with it at the moment. I get that though. Because like I don't do that, but I get it. Like I know some people, I talk when it's quiet because I don't like the silence. So it's kind of right. similar. But yeah. But that's also like that gray area where my emotion isn't totally there when I'm like having sex with them mm-hmm. and it's not work. Mm-hmm. So what is it? You know? It's like it turns into something where I just view them as it's a, a mindless intercourse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it doesn't It's lead to it's anything. a commercial break. It do- <laughs> to the real life. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, but that just doesn't typically lead to anything. Yeah. No, I get that. Like lasting. Yeah, I I get that. I feel like that's the hard part too for me is like, I feel like if I like someone, I'll open up to them quicker. Right. But that there's still like something inside me that like takes me way longer to get like intimate. And like, I also think that like my kinks don't help because like I like to have sex in parking lots. And sometimes that's scary to people. <laughs> I actually take, took this guy's uh, parking lot, public sex, virginity, and he loved it. It was so cold outside, and it was so funny because, like, he literally—I asked him if he was nervous, and he's like, no, I feel alive. And I was like, yeah, baby, we had sex twice in that parking lot. And uh, I loved it, and, like, he had never done it before, even though he was, like, way older than me. Mm-hmm. And I find that so interesting that, like, I'm 22 and he's right. in his 30s doing it for the first time. And then uh, I also love playing with ears. Oh, I know. Yeah. I love playing with ear lips. And it's not, like, a fully sexual thing. I just like the feeling. Right. Yeah. But those are my kinks. And uh, <laughs> I feel like Oh, it's... you're forgetting one for yourself. What is it? Tell me. Consent. Oh, my God. Yes, you're so right. I didn't even think about that. I love consent. I think it is so attractive when I ask, can I do this? And if someone asks me, like, does that feel good? Like, that's still consent. You're asking. Right. And and I, do you think that's attractive? Be honest. It really depends on the confidence level of that person when they're stating it, like, how they say it. Because I can get... Nervous? No, the ick feeling, the like awkward, like, oh, don't do that. Meanwhile, I love it. I eat that up. I literally love asking. Nope. I get so awkward. I get so like, don't say that. That was not attractive. See, if I said it to you, though, would you be? Right. But you know how to say it. Yeah. But I'm just saying. With the right tone of voice and with the right inflection. True. If men don't. Men, people, anyone in general mm-hmm. don't know how to properly do that. Absolutely, I'd I'd be open to working on that mm-hmm. with them. Um, but until until it's there, it would not be something I'd want in the bedroom because it would not turn me on. Yeah, and I feel like there's certain things that turn me off is like if someone just isn't like gentle enough with me, like the consent mm-hmm. thing, they can say it however they want to say it. And that wouldn't bother me. But if someone is 
not gentle enough with me when I need them to be, that turns me off so badly because I feel like I'm just a rag doll at that point. Right. And I feel like that's like maybe goes into the consent thing. But that's why I like the consent thing because I'm like, oh, yeah, check in with me. Tell me how you feel. I also love knowing when a guy comes because me knowing that, it's like communicating the whole time. Right. And like— So like backtracking to the uh whole like being gentle. I've had—there's been um, times—there's been times where men want to take control Mm -hmm. and though I love that— some positions, if you're a certain size, mm-hmm. hurt. Mm-hmm. And if I pull away in that position or I tell you, like, we need to switch or my hip— because my hips kind of lock up. Mm-hmm. Like You want that feeling of— You want to be able to, like, tell them, hey, this is happening and have it be fixed instead of them be like, oh, no, well, get back here. This is my time. Like, no, that doesn't turn me on more. That doesn't make me want to continue with you. That makes me want to put on all of my clothes Mm -hmm. and, like, report you or something because that's just aggressive behavior. I'm openly telling you I'm uncomfortable. I'm having an issue. Mm -hmm. And you're just like— Nah, and it just I'm gonna ignore this and use you for my pleasure. Like, and you no. want it to be consensual on both sides. Exactly. And maybe consensual is not even the right word. It is the right word, but it isn't. Like, you want it to be enjoyable for both parties, right? And if you're not enjoying it, and they're just using your body and exactly. using your holes, you go, you feel violated. Mm-hmm. I think that's like the hardest thing too. Is like when you're in porn, most of the experiences that I've had in porn have actually been extremely consensual and like amazing because people know how to check in and talk about it. But then when you get to people that are civilians, and when I say civilians, you guys, uh, it's just people who don't do porn uh, for a living. They are not, they don't know how to go about like sexually saying like, does this feel good? Making sure that like things are going well. And they use you as a rag doll and you feel violated. And like people in porn know like there's a little bit of give, there's a little bit of take. And checking in is key because some girls really like to be used. And it's like yeah, a thing. Yeah, absolutely. But then a lot of them don't. But in porn, okay, you but can also, like gauge it. In porn, though, porn does play it off. Mm-hmm. Though, like, how do I phrase this? Like the acting of them getting used? Yes. Mm-hmm. And especially with men who are large. Yeah. Um, and so when you run and into a civilian— most of those girls really like the big dick. Right, right. They really do like it. Mm-hmm. But when you run into a civilian mm-hmm. who has a large— mm-hmm. and watches a lot of that porn, mm-hmm. they'll just go full force and do yeah. what I was talking about. Yeah. And be like, oh, no, this is my moment. Like, yeah. I'm taking charge. And when you're inching away because he's hitting your cervix, uh-huh. you're like, can you exactly. not understand that I'm running away from you right like, now? Like, literally. Like, you don't know how to use it. Mm-hmm. There's been guys that are so big, like, size of my forearm that I don't even feel because they know how yeah. to use it. And, like, then I've had guys that are smaller than my forearm. And they're jabbing you. And, and I it's and like, bleeding. so painful. And they yeah. think it's okay. And they laugh about it. And I'm just like, do you not understand? Like, there's there's times where, I like— I feel like if it's a smaller man who does yeah. that to you, they're kind of laughing about it and proud of themselves mm-hmm. because, like— They think that means they're big. Right. But then that means that I wasn't wet. So, <laughs> sorry, man. But also at the same time, like, sometimes guys are big. It's interesting, too, because some people have kinks for, like, hurting other people. 
or feeling like they're big and they don't realize porn is acting a lot of the time and like yeah i i know it is you know it is and sometimes people can tell it is but then there's those people who like live in the fantasy world right and it like like even if so say these actors who are in the porns come out and say like well we're not acting this is something we're actually into blah blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. you can say that all you want mm-hmm. to some extent you are playing it up or at least doing stuff that you are extremely comfortable with and experienced in. Yeah. And then recording it and posting it on the internet and playing it off as like an Im- amateur thing. Or like you just met her and you're fucking the shit out of her. Mm-hmm. And it's just like. That's not reality. And I also think people don't realize like expressions are everything. When you're in front of a camera, you decide to emphasize those things because yeah. in my personal life I definitely am dramatic and make expressions like like I enjoy to do that and it shows my you know whatever but there's a lot of things I don't do that I do in videos and sometimes I like to just I have one one person that I used to you know go bang bang with and anytime we did do things together he actually was like the one that would just like take control and I'm a very controlling person normally. And, like, he would just, I would be in missionary. Like, I would do other positions too. But, like, in missionary, I let him do so much work because, like, it's my personal life. I'm not trying to look good on camera. Yeah. And I think people don't realize, like, it doesn't, you know, sex is sex. It's not always going to look pretty. It's not always going to look crazy or BDSM style. Like, not everything is like that. So, yeah, it's almost midnight. No, I just want a good passionate fucking. I know I can see God your fr- your your eyes are like glazing over into like I'm like so sleepy right now, but then I'm also like you know some good cuddles and then like a good fuck would really put me to bed. <laughs> this is why I love you. <laughs> you guys could see what she looked like because the camera died, but if you could see what she looked like right now, you guys would be like, yeah. So I think we're going to end the podcast here tonight before she gets too horny. Um, But I hope that you guys enjoyed. I hope you loved listening and just our chit chat. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. This is your host, Fit Sid. You are loved. Have an amazing day and night. Mm.